Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. This is Cliff Mertens. Dealing with a defiant child can be one of the most challenging aspects of parenthood. Some pushback is normal, but it can lead to a lot of stress for parents, caregivers, and even the children themselves. For some insight into children and defiance, we talked to Novant Health psychiatrist, Dr. Richard Jackson. He'll offer some tips for parents, discuss how sometimes there are underlying causes for the defiance, and how to set behavioral boundaries. You'll find stories like this and plenty of others by searching Novant Health and Healthy Headlines. Thank you for listening. Dr. Jackson, what about um, setting rules and expectations early on before your child gets too far into defiance or you become, as a parent, tired of dealing with that? Talk about establishing rules and consequences that will happen if, if the rules are broken. What sort of effect does that have? Uh, that's very important. You know, definitely uh, um, setting uh, consistent rules and consistent expectations. You know, and, try, and if there's, you know, multiple caregivers, it's helpful if you can have, uh, you know, mom and dad, you know, be on the same page. So there's a united front and consistent rules uh, and, and expectations and consequences. And, and just learning that lesson early on in life that, you know, that when you make choices, uh, there's consequences. But that can be a good thing. You know, that's what positive reinforcement is, is if you, if you make good choices, good things can happen. And so that's what that work of Alan Kasdan is based on, is, is uh, you know, kids can respond pretty well to, okay, you know, rather than, uh, you know, don't uh, have a tantrum, you tell them what to do. If you get frustrated, I want you to be able to calm yourself down, you know, in a healthy way, which is something we all have to do, you know. So you can use your words and say, I'm really upset, I'm frustrated that I can't do this, you know, may I please go uh, take a calm down break, you know. And, and so then, you know, if they work on doing that, and they have to practice it, you know, when it's, when it's not real, because that's not an easy thing to do, then they can earn points or rewards, and then those points can be, you know, actually cashed in for, for privileges. And they're not things that you have to buy them. A lot of times they can be like, like uh, little privileges. So, so I would recommend, you know, looking at that Kasdan method for parenting the defiant child because it, it, it gives you a, a kind of a reward chart where they can work on specific behaviors and earn, um, you know, earn uh, rewards for making good choices, uh, which is, you know, but it also is important to have, uh, you know, consequences for, um, you know, making, uh, making wrong choices. That's part of learning how to take responsibility. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, sometimes I th- it we'll have, you know, it, there'll be divorced um, parents. And so, you know, definitely rules in the other home uh, aren't always going to be the same as they are in that home. And even though it is true that, you know, consistent limits and, and system is important in, in both homes, uh, it, children, you know, if, if, if there can be co-parenting, you know, that's great, but that's not always going to be possible because, you know, some parents aren't going to see eye to eye on those sorts of things, but, but children are pretty resilient and they usually learn to, uh, that, that um, you know, things are going to be one way at mom's house and a, and a different way at dad's and, and um, you know, that's, that's okay too. What about parents who are tired, fatigued, easily agitated? How do you prevent that, them from losing their, their cool when they're dealing with a younger child? It's, it's easy to lose your temper in that situation, not just for the child, but for the parent administering. Also, what sort of tips would you offer for parents who just are really very close to becoming super angry? 
Right. I think that that's uh, a great thing to go over with the child is that anger is, is okay to be angry and that everybody gets angry. Anger is a normal emotion that everyone has, you know, and so if you feel yourself getting frustrated or upset, we want the child to learn how to be able to go and, and uh, take a calm down break and take deep breaths, but the parent can do the same thing. And, uh, and we always tell parents it's more important what you model for the child than what you tell the child. So if, if a parent is telling a child, you know, don't uh, yell and don't throw things when you get mad, but then the parent yells and throws things when they get mad, the child is going to be more likely to do what they see the parent do rather than what they're told. You know, but if the parent is, uh, is, is saying, you know, we all have to work on, on, uh, on healthy, you know, calm down ways when we, uh, when we get upset, I'm really upset. I think I need to take a calm down break. I think, you know, you need to take a calm down break. So let's take a break you know, and go take deep breaths and do something different to, to calm down. And then we'll come back and talk about this, you know, when we're, uh, when we're, when we can have a productive conversation about it, because when we're really upset, it's more likely that just things are going to get said or yelled that, that, you know, aren't meant and, and would be more hurtful. So, so just, uh, for everyone to try to model and, and work on that. And no, it's not easy to, to calm down, but, uh, but that's, um, you know, that's the way to handle anger. How important is it to understand the why portion of why a child might be defiant as opposed to he's just defiant? How important is it to find underlying reasons if they do exist? It's very important, you know, because, um, you know, for example, if a child has ADHD, uh, then probably no amount of, of good parenting or good uh, counseling or, or anything else is going to to uh, fix it because the child has such a hard time getting things done that they don't want to do and getting assignments done and and um, and and the, you know and acting out or speaking out uh, and that's a medical condition that is that is treated very well with medicine and so uh, you know so if that's not being addressed then uh, you know then they probably continue to have problems and the child would get very frustrated because they're you know they want to do well but they're not able to do well you know and and um, same thing, you know, if, it, if it, depression is, is, you know, kind of underlying, you know, getting, getting those stressors uh, um, addressed or, or having the child in, in counseling, you know, to address that uh, is important. So, so I think, uh, you know, looking at, at underlying causes is, is, uh, is very important. Is it harder these days to be a parent than it was two or three generations ago? Or would every generation say, yes, it's difficult to be a parent? I think yes and yes. I think every generation would say it's difficult to be a parent, but I, I do think it's harder now. There's a lot of things that parents have to deal with now that, uh, you know, that um, they didn't have to deal with 20 years ago. Um, they, you know, social media and, uh, you know, people trying to, to talk to their children online and, you know, and, and trying to navigate how to learn to use social media responsibly, uh, you know, but with parental limits and controls. You know, and then um, you know there can be bullying online, uh, and and so you know definitely expectations at school have have increased. Uh, you know now schools have uh, end of grade testing that can be you know pretty stressful for children and teachers alike, and, and emphasize. So so I do think that um, you know that that parenting is is maybe harder even now than than it used to be for for some of those reasons. What tips can you give me? There's a lot of parents out there. Some have multiple children. They're dealing with this. Give us a couple of basic things that they can deal with if they bang in their head against the wall because their child is defying them at every turn, it seems like to them. 
Right. Well, it's, you know, there's no one-size-fits-all answer. Um, the traditional thinking is, is uh, you know, and this is correct, is that there's no medication for oppositional defiance um, and that, uh, you know, some different uh, kind of evidence-based, uh, based on studies, approaches can help uh, with that. You know, so one uh, pretty popular, helpful uh, um, treatment approach is called positive reinforcement, um, and that's based on the work of of Alan Kasdan. Uh, positive reinforcement is more like trying to use rewards, uh, you know, for for desired good behaviors as opposed to, um, you know, as opposed to just focusing on on uh, punishments or telling the children, you know, what they need to do if that's not working. Um, and then another thing I would say is that some children, you know, children try. Most children will do well if they can. You know, they want to do well, uh, but some children uh, have ADHD, uh, which means uh, they have really have a, a hard time with, with focusing and executive function. Most parents will attest uh, some degree of defiance is uh, common and, and going to happen, you know. So, so the way we, we define oppositional defiance in children is, uh, you know, uh, based on um, the eight symptoms of oppositional defiance. And so those symptoms are, are arguing with adults, where, and then also uh, losing temper would be the second one. The third one would be uh, actively defying or refusing to go along with, with adults' requests or rules. Uh, then the fourth symptom would be just uh, uh, deliberately annoying people. That's right out of the, the diagnostic manual is, is deliberately annoying. And then uh, the next one is blaming others uh, for his or her mistakes or, or misbehaviors. Uh, the next symptom of defiance is, is either touchy or being easily annoyed or irritated. Uh, the next one is angry or resentful. And then the last one is uh, spiteful and wants to get even. But as you can imagine, these are all uh, behaviors that, um, you know, that you could see in any child. So it's, it's to what degree, you know. And so, so we always, uh, you know, we'll have parents fill out a, a, a screening form and, and uh, you know, teachers do the same kind of thing. And it's like, are we seeing those defiant symptoms never occasionally, often, or very often, you know. And so if it reaches the degree of very often or something that's been going on for at least six months uh, or, or really causing problems, uh, for, for the child either at school or at home, you know, then that's when we would, you know, kind of say that it's, it's meeting that threshold of, of kind of oppositional defiant. Uh, so sometimes if children are really not doing well, uh, they may have an underlying ADHD, you know, which is worth screening for. And then, of course, that also can, in some children, manifest with hyperactivity and impulsivity, which would be like talking out in class or, or uh, acting without thinking. But some children don't have that hyperactivity, impulsivity, and, and it's more of like the trouble with the focus and executive attention. Hello, this is Cliff Mertens again. I remember my son, then about three years old, flinging himself onto the grimy floor in the cereal aisle at the grocery because we wouldn't buy him some sugar-coated delicacy. He refused to stand up, was crying very loudly. My wife, acting like the expert, told him, I'm leaving now, I told you no. She walked away toward the checkout without looking back. He eventually stopped crying and trudged back to mom. You know, she'd set the rule and she stuck to it. If you ever have a child, they're gonna be defiant. You do get used to it. Dr. Jackson did say something during the podcast though that stuck with me when he said, most kids want to do well. And as parents, even if your kids push back, we need to allow them that space to excel.
Thanks again for listening.